Tom, you're on mute. I hear the music, but you're on mute. Hey, it's Sunday. You join us. Thank you. You're still on mute, bro. I think I don't yes. understand how I got on mute. I didn't. I hit a lot of smart keys, none of which were on mute. We've updated our systems, and then we've had a little bit of technical difficulties. It's another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Yeah, there are so many new upgrades on Cannabis Legalization News, and uh, they have background music we can have going on just now. We're here to talk about uh, the federal laws, federal laws for the people that are just tuning in, uh, especially the Safe Banking Act. The Safe Banking Act has been reintroduced, and uh, we'll see how far that'll actually go, simply because uh, it's been it's been stripped before, you see. Uh, and so the Safe Banking Act was reintroduced by... Uh, Representative Earl Perlmutter, who is not running for re-election, by the way, so he's going to be uh, out uh, come next year. But we'll, he's trying everything he can do before he leaves Congress to get this thing passed. And so on Friday, his office said that he had attached the Safe Banking Act to a new bill called the America Competes Act of 2022. And what does America Competes mean? Creating opportunities to meaningfully promote excellence in technology. What do you think about that, Maggie? Well, this is to address the uh, the the chip shortage. It's going to be a fifty-seven billion dollar bill. Which, you know, it's funny too because, like, so it got cut off for the military spending bill, which I I, I don't know why because this is an asset. This is actually a, a a revenue generator. I just don't get where these folks are coming from. I mean, and again, how many uh, armed armed robberies are going on in in, in uh, my state, your state? You know, like. With this cash only uh you know business you're a target and this is uh it helps everybody it's not just big mso creepy mso you know correct correct the safe banking act uh protects the pot shop robberies that, that are going on right now in certain areas of the uh, country that have to deal with the cash handling it would affect the cash handling substantially and so running and operating a dispensary would become a safer uh, endeavor. It wouldn't be near as dangerous as it used to be. So uh, don't forget to give us those uh, thumbs ups and also tag somebody who works at a dispensary and say, hey, do you think the Safe Banking Act's going to pass? Because Earl Perlmuter put it on to the, um, what do they call it again? The Competes oh, Act. The yeah. American Competes Act. The creating opportunities to meaningfully promote excellence in technology. It's designed to bolster the semiconductor production in the United States with a 52 billion in domestic aid. I wonder yeah. what the Vegas odds are, dude. Like, do you know? Do you know, like, there's gotta be a, a, a betting pool somewhere on this, legalization mm -hmm. and whatnot. Like, what are the odds? Because obviously it's a win-win for everybody. 90% uh, agree that it's Nobody should be in jail for plan. What is the issue? Why? Why? What is the hang-up here? Mm -hmm. I think the hang-up really has to do with whether people like the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he said he hopefully quickly negotiate a final bill for the president to sign into law. Yeah, so he he probably doesn't know yet that on Friday Earl Perlmuter uh, slipped in the Safe Banking Act to the America Competes Act, and the America Competes Act we need that. Uh, the most of the chips that are manufactured are manufactured in. China. Where do you think here? China and Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan, yeah. And so one of the largest China, you know, manufacturers of silicon in the world is in Taiwan. And, and China wants to take it. And it, they, they shouldn't be able to take it. Well, you know, that's... <clears throat> I saw a documentary the other day about, like, 
the chip manufacturing in Taiwan, and uh, it's like their security blanket. You know, as long as we're, you know, outsourcing this thing, uh, we definitely need to pass this bill. But it'd be great if say Bacon passes anytime. It doesn't matter what bill it is. You know, why can't these assholes get their shit together? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, safe banking would be fantastic for the industry. And it's not going to just derail legalization. It won't. It would derail robberies. It would make thefts a lot less ha uh, likely to happen in the industry. And it would also make cash handling substantially less of a thing. Well, just make it safer for the bud tender, you know, all the way to the, the manager, whoever's in that store, to the customer. You know, I've seen several armed robberies on video. It's It's ridiculous. It's... This is not helping. This is not what legalization should be about. Let's, yeah, know? exactly. And so what do you guys think about the Safe Banking Act? You know, drop us a comment if you're watching this live or just comment on this if you didn't get to catch the live episode. We uh, we came in kind of hot because uh, new technology over here at uh, Cannabis Legalization News. Yeah, I'm in my boy's dirty bedroom and you can't see it, thank God. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I am in America town over at the collateral base. And so the other news that we have, uh, maybe we should actually do bumpers and then uh, okay, go to it. You know, let's, let's do it. This is a good uh, technical difficulty bumper news break. So anyway, uh, you, Tom Howard, cannabis industry lawyer, you might want to uh, raise some money for your cannabis industry uh, company and be like, hey, uh, who should we deal with? And vetting potential cannabis partners and high debt costs, those are a thing. So Flocana has gotten into some trouble because they didn't kick the tires of their investors near as well as they should have. Uh, and they actually no. go over. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? And they go over how much the deal actually was. And so there was only, they, this, this company has a $2 million market clap and they only raised $160,000 in a coupon rate. That's uh, 8%. Every year, one year maturity, so they have to pay it all back in a year. Oh, $5,000 no. original issue discount, convertible at 65% of the stock price, principal payments of $17,800 a month, and the lenders receive an additional $1.7 million. Of, I'm sorry, 1.7 million shares, which makes me go, how many shares of cannabis companies do they have out there? But well, Phil um, Canada's um, just that one where, a matter of fact, I'm grinding my weed with the grinder. I'm on a daily grind, Phil Canada. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're the ones that bought a, a winery. It was a beautiful campus. Like I feel so bad for these people. Like that they have bad investors. It's a it's a majestic place. You know, goddamn. Yep. Yep, it's just ridiculous, as they say. And so um, sometimes you have to find out what those investors are, are actually out for. And uh, the quicker you can find that out, the more likely you will be to be able to move on to the next one before you actually have to be in production. Because a lot of uh, cultivators, uh, when they get licenses, especially in the age of social equity, they have requirements as to when they need to be in uh, business by, but then they're still raising that money. And so it's happened in Missouri. I don't think Missouri has started yanking any licenses yet, but then in Illinois, they have a dead, well, the current uh, deadline is in June, but we'll see if that gets relaxed again because of Corona four, you know. Is that something that you're familiar with? So like with your previous banking experiences, you know, like is that something you could offer like the whole vetting thing as far as like, how do you vet like supposed millionaires, right? Like supposed like, Hey, I want to be a part Personal of your financial statements, you know, like we, let me see proof of funds. I'd like to see a PFS, you know, and investor profiles is another thing that they actually have. If they're legitimate people uh, that have, you know, uh, but this is something you can do. This is something that you can offer. You can be like, look, you're going to be business, whatever I can bet. 
<laughs> right. And, uh, we could discuss how you can structure and organize your capital uh, raises. That's one of the things that we're working on right now is a workshop over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com on uh, how to fund your cannabis cultivation build out through a real estate syndication deal. Uh, and more on that to come here next month. Well, yeah, I guess it's next month. It's January 30th. Yeah, because the only way I know how to vet people is a Google search. So, oh, some people don't even do a Google search. And that's one of the first steps you can do. And so when you do a Google search on a possible investor and it comes up with nothing, maybe be like, I'm not sure if I should be on this this guy's team. He's got nothing, you know. And why is that? You know, because then if they're if they don't have anything there, you can't find them. It just it just is a a sign that you might be uh, being taken by a confidence man. Yeah, well, depending on their their tech savviness you know some of these companies some companies you know are they all five stars like question like the reviews like no is yeah. it all good <laughs> you yeah, know that? no no like i even get bad reviews but usually they aren't from clients they're from jerks that i they didn't hire me or i didn't let them hire me uh and and i probably told them what i think about them in a very curt and direct way you know uh, you know uh, uh cannabis is one of those just it's just a crazy conversation like the show we have we go we go business science and then law and then but sometimes they all intertwine right yeah. to, to get to a spot where we don't go to jail no more um but uh, i just want to give a shout out to a friend of mine neil laquia uh he today they're doing a uh his uh podcast is full spectrum uh the full spectrum but uh they're doing an lgbq uh like this full-on like uh like a conference so like at two o'clock uh, uh amber center will be speaking uh, she's a, a, a cannabis activist down in the, the Bay Area, but like you know, legalization is because of gay men. Like, like mm-hmm. I think it's just a it irony of just like the spectrum of people. Being, yeah, yeah. Prop two fifteen was the, like the the like you know it it was a horrible. Why is it like there's got to be like a horrible thing every time like uh, the next step for like legalization? The next, you know, cause because because we go from crisis to crisis in this country. We don't have any management. We don't have any like uh, real good uh, people that are operating. We so we just we go from one crisis to another crisis. Uh, well, about once a decade, there'll be a crisis. And, then, and this thing, the, the thing that helps propel legalization, like for the first, it was the AIDS epidemic, but then later on, it had to do with the children, right? With the CBD and the seizures, right? Like mm-hmm. now we know this is medicine for them. It's effing medicine, man. Like it's proven through the patents. That's right. And uh, you know what? I think we have another story that we can cover that has something to do with the Safe Banking Act as well. Uh, it's uh, pretty pretty close to being in the Safe Banking Act. Let's, uh, let's see here. Maybe we should hit. It's, it's not shit I wasn't expecting. You know, It's not cannabis history. We need to get more bumpers. Cannabis industry lawyer Migger here, and we're talking about how the FBI and San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department have been accused of illegally seizing marijuana cash. Yet another thing that the Safe Banking Act would help with, right? Because how could they seize this cash, a driver carrying $712,000 worth of cash uh, from a licensed marijuana dispensary heading from Barstow on the Mojave Desert Freeway in November when San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies pulled them over and they seized the money. And so your cash handling issues, uh, you know, you're moving hundreds of thousands of dollars and then the sheriff's just take it now? Well, that that article should be retitled, government steals companies, you know, payroll, you know, whatever. 
Right. Government steals companies' money. Yeah. You know, we have a, a, a member. She's asking, uh, you know, if Banking Act passes, can we use our plastic cards and purchase cannabis? That, that'd be correct, right? Now there's no. No, I don't think so. Maybe uh, there would be more uh, flexibility because the Safe Banking Act doesn't remove cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act. So it's still a Schedule One substance and they wouldn't therefore have a four digit code, but uh, four digit merchant code. But maybe you could just legislate one. And, and that merchant code isn't necessarily provided by uh, the government, I think. I think that's because the credit card like Visa, it's not the United States government, you know, it's Visa, it's MasterCard. So these merchant codes might actually be made by that uh, independent third party and not a government whole organization. So, so uh, yeah. The merchant code is actually true legalization, right? Like what, even with the Safe Banking Act, you, since it wouldn't have to be cash only all the time, like as far as like, it's still gonna be a cash only transaction hands, right? From consumer to... Well, I think if Safe Banking Act passes, you're going to see a lot more because you see a lot of them already and they get shut down like the cash free ATM methodology yeah. of using your card to be able to make a transaction is getting shut down right now by Visa. And so uh, I don't know, uh, but it would be substantially easier for you to deposit that money, you know, uh, so you wouldn't have to maybe truck it all the way over. You could just take it to a regular bank and be like, here's another $50,000. So you don't have to do your cash handling in a transportation like that. For example, a few weeks after that, uh, some the same driver, deputies stopped the same driver in Rancho Cucamonga and took another $350,000 of legal pot stores cash and gave that to the FBI too. So now the FBI is trying to confiscate the $1.1 million bounty so it can share it with the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. And it's tied to a federal drug money or laundering charge, but has specified no unlawful conduct and charged no one with a crime. Now what they're trying to do is probably figure out where, and this is a, a case that actually got handed down last Thursday, and it has to do with the Robacher Fire Amendment and the McIntosh mm -hmm. case from 2016. So this will become a video, a scripted video in the future. I still need to like read and take notes on it. But uh, this is the thing that's starting to happen now. The feds just take the money and then they go fishing for trying to find out how you committed fraud or how you committed some type of bribe or some other crime so that they have more law enforcement resources to investigate your ass and take your property. <clears throat> this is another problem with asset forfeiture, right? Like there's so many laws and stuff that needs to get restructured to, to, for us to have proper business for people, you know, I, that, uh, 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 event that I shared with, for my friend uh, Nilakuya, uh, the yesterday they had. Uh, um, I, I was part of the event, and and we it was a lot of the old old heads from the medical times, and we we're talking about like early medical days, and you know, the, there's that gray area still with the medical times where we would drive around the market first before you parked, or you park like six blocks away because you don't want to. You know, get your license plates. Uh, you know, you don't know what what kind of investigation is going on because it was still such a, such a time where you could still go to jail and lose time, you know, your life, your livelihood, whatever it is. And so, and, you know, when we go into these markets and these stores, you're like, okay, I'm safe. I feel safe now. I made it this far. Now, am I going to get raided? Is this when the raid happens? Like, there was such a butthole pucker experience still going on with the whole thing that you yeah. know we just need. Change that code, deschedule, yep. you know. Oh yeah, and but that's that happened to me on Friday, and you know, shout out to the hundred people and the members that are are watching this because that's the only thing that we can ever we earned maybe like one hundred and seventy bucks worth of scratch last month on this channel 
from ad revenues because you can't have advertisements and we don't know if the the companies that be google will actually say well what you guys are doing is wrong and shut it down and just unplug the whole thing and so he's like you know because this guy is building the software for other youtube creators and i'm like well no youtube pays for like my entire existence what do you well he's like well what's some of the problems you have what i'm doing is illegal and i'm worried that they'll like unplug the channel under uh, tomorrow because well what I'm doing is illegal because the Fed government's dumb and they won't change this law that's been on the books since 1950. Instead, right. they'd rather uh, bitch about trillions of dollars that are going to go to some product that is just going to end up benefiting the people that are actually making laws. Well, yeah, it starts with the federal government and then it trickles down to the dumbass coders who are like, oh, they mentioned prices. We got to we got to flag this because yep. even though it's a normal thing, like talking about like pizza prices or talking about a keg or, or, or whatever like that's it's we're going uphill man right well that's that's the hardest thing that i have that's like the biggest problem that i have with running the business is uh it's illegal and then you know the closer you get in toward the plant touching the more illegal uh and then once you hit that plant touching and now you're generating cash uh now the cops come and they take the cash and they say oh you're you're we're investigating you for bribery or extortion or racketeering or something you're like hey and then you're like, well, why do we even have the Robocker Fire Amendment? Why do we even put that in there to fund you guys from prosecuting these? Because well, they just won't, they won't change the effing law. Right. But why has the government or the, the people who to choose to do prosecutorial things like that, yeah. why do they choose to go after people who, with success? That's all mm -hmm. it comes down to, right? Every good grower, every large farm that, you know, uh, Eddie Lepp, you know, these people weren't hiding. You know, they, they had a farm. A huge farm and you know helping patients and there was a cycle and then or, or lance you know he had stores and 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 goddamn during winter time they collect coats and cans for food drives and why 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 was it why were they chased after and, and been, you know villainized right none of it makes right. goddamn sense because they were making money and they came afoul of a prosecutor that wanted to make a name for himself and believes yep. marijuana is evil it's just insane and then it just at what point do these people recognize they're on the wrong side of the history, right? It's they like, won't. Mm. I don't know. Again, it's yeah. like that Upton Sinclair saying from the jungle it's very difficult for a person to understand something if his or her paycheck depends on them not understanding it. Ooh, too short. Ooh. Yeah. And so, like, what is their paycheck? They're, they have $1.1 million worth of seized booty and in, in, in American dollars and cash money. That they're trying to split now with the FBI. So the FBI gets their half, the San Bernardino Dino sheriffs gets their half, and they can say, well, we're investigating you for some type of crime, which we haven't charged you for yet, but uh, it's got to be out there. There's too much cash for you not to have committed a crime. Maybe this, this is why these people are banning books, because we need dumber population to make more cops. Right? We need Ooh. more meatheads. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the, necessarily the psych profile that the police are, are looking for when they're screening for law enforcement. At least I hope not. Uh, oh, 20 past four, which means that it's 420 somewhere, probably in Venezuela or Newfoundland. But uh, you know what? Smoke with Definitely. you got Definitely New York. Amy, it's uh, still 420 somewhere, but uh, check out this thing we did with the Cannabis Business Mastermind over here. So now you might be in a state like Virginia. You might be in a state like uh, Mississippi. 
you might be in a state like, um, you know, New York, you might be in a state, nah, Connecticut's too close. And also Connecticut's got a different style, but that would be our basic plan. So if you don't know, it's like perfect for the pre-regulation states. And they also now come free with our 15 hour retainer. So when you sign up at the collateral base uh, for 15 hours and come become a client there, uh, it comes with our basic mastermind package. That's great. If we still don't know in your state, like what the regulatory scope's going to look like, I'm, I'm looking at you, Mississippi, or like kind of New York too. I mean, we haven't gotten regulations yet in New York or Virginia, uh, but those are the states that have longer lead times. And then like states that are straightforward, like New Mexico, those are perfect for hourly because they're straightforward states, but you still need your organizational stuff all uh, you know tight and situated. Otherwise, that IRC 280E is a real bitch. Damn, dude. Mm -hmm. Hey, speaking of the uh, Northeast, uh, hopefully you guys are warm if you're hearing us. You know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're under. How, how bad is it where you're at? Like you're because you're more inland, but like still Chicago gets hit pretty well. Or Peoria, no, nah, Chicago's fine. You know, and so like we're we're it's it's a sunny uh, thirty some degrees today in Illinois, but uh, our Boston office sent us images of them uh, digging out, uh, which was hilarious. I mean, this huge snowblower, probably like a foot of snow that he had to throw off his driveway in Boston. You know, shout hey, out to Dave. Dude, I, 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 used, to, I, live, I used to live in Jersey and I know those harsh winters can be pretty gnarly. So hopefully you have weed and you stocked up because they're not doing shit for Don't want to run low when you can't go. Ooh, I like that. That should be a T-shirt next. You That's right. Everything that needs time, otherwise people won't remember it. You got any stories? Yeah, we got some new stories. Uh, but first, I did want to give a shout out to, to Miggy and his dank ass memes. You got to go over to Facebook.com backslash free THC. That's marijuana prohibition is unconstitutional. And follow us there. And so now on the, the YouTube channel, I like to find out whatever meme was the dankest for uh, the past week and share that. Uh, on our YouTube channel and you know shout out to everybody who's been a member of our YouTube channel so like if any members have any questions uh, we will scroll through and uh, ask them because like if you're a member we'll answer your questions so consider joining the channel afternoon all says Robin Thomas uh, okay I had a really good one dude what's up oh just speaking of the the, the page I had a good one um, this one got a uh, Almost 100 shares, 88 shares, but it's a picture I took of an actual store by, uh, I got lost yesterday, and it's a coffee and cannabis store, and uh took the little, like, Malcolm in the Middle guy, the future is now, old man, because I feel bad for you, Kentucky, Ohio, you know? Yeah, and, I feel bad for Kentucky and Ohio as well. Indiana, I'm looking at you. Oh, uh, but I feel bad for San Bernardino. Those guys are still stealing money from operators. Mm. I feel bad for the guys that are going on in Maine right now. Uh, feds are stealing money from operators up there. Or what about those those uh, feds that were stealing the money from the operators driving the cash from um, Missouri, where they have a licensed operation, back to the headquarters in Colorado, intercepting the effing cash? Are you kidding me? And so uh, what happens when the Republicans are back in charge after um, you know the Democrats fail to perform like they typically do at the midterms and then uh, what happens if in 2024 uh, the administration changes the uh, the regulatory changes that are impacting especially states like mississippi south dakota as we've seen it and uh which may happen in virginia with glenn youngkin being elected you know the industry could just be derailed for years or yeah. it could be rigged so instead of an open market it's only the buddy buddies you know the good old boys or 
or hear me out. I'm smoking weed and I did some mushrooms yesterday, so this might be really wacky. Oh, but Biden, wacky, wacky idea. Like me. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just saying Biden legalizes it. Like maybe they get their shit together. They, 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 they come to you know, like it's on his goddamn. I hate the fact that. He, he said a statement on it. Like, I kept looking for something on Trump, right? The only thing on Trump was he said states' rights, which is just a states bullshit rights. fucking thing, right? It's it red meat for his base. States' it's, rights. It's a it's just a BS out of, of having an opinion. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least Biden said something after the fact that he was, like, talking about, like, uh, what was the uh, the 80s uh, term? Uh, predators? Super predators. You know? Oh, like, goodness. referring to minorities, right? Like, really? I get this guy was a dick. You know, had a bad view. The bill was bad. These bills were bad for small community, you know, minority communities. But now, you know, they're making amends. You know, I, I think, you know, the, the other guy's not a better option, period. So let's hope that this jackass gets his shit together and legalizes well, for everybody. As long as we're the party does. waiting for hope, I think we should probably hit ourselves with a whole new article. And I know that we have one right over here somewhere. So uh, how about this one? Cannabis legalization news. I'm Tom. Cannabis Now is reporting that the Wild West has hit New York City. Unregulated cannabis dispensaries are booming. Good time to be in weed there, man. Uh, yeah, like Uncle Bud's. I yeah, tell you what. But this is one of those deals where we've reported on it before. And you see like the food trucks and they have the food trucks acting as dispensaries. My uh, partner, John, was over in uh, uh, Canacon in New York, uh, first of the, the year. And so he sends me back a picture uh, on his cell phone of one of these illegal weed shops that are just operating in downtown New York City. And they're just food trucks. But instead of selling burritos, they're selling ounces and eighths and stuff, you know. Uh, that's just how do you put that genie back in the bottle? And that's kind of what the article is reporting on. Well, it's it, they can put it back in a bottle easy enough. They did it here in Washington. Right. <laughs> I mean, like these guys are gonna be right now is the opportune time, tax-free uh, millionaires. But the thing is, dude, when we talked, as we said earlier, when when when's gonna crack down is gonna happen? It's when the first couple of these guys start buying Porsches and driving around and, and luxury and you know taking care of communities. I don't know. You know, they're gonna prosecute them when there is that success. That's right. But that's what I think is going to happen is they're going to have license holders given their licenses. And then they're going to be like, why are you making me go through all these hoops, spend all these bills and, and uh, you know, do all this stuff when Uncle Bud over there just drove up, opened up shop uh, out of a food truck. No tax, no tested product, you know, straight cash sales, which there's still going to be straight cash sales in a regulated shop. But uh, that would really upset the operators because then it's like, why are you making us follow the rules if I could have just bought a truck and started selling? Well, what's going to happen, dude, is once these rules come out, the regulations, the actual regulations, right? That's going to be the empowerment for the law enforcement. Like that right now, there's no empowerment. It just says it's legal. But, you know, that's like here in Washington when we had medical, all you had to do was show you had a script, a need, a necessity. And then that script was written by a, uh, a healthcare giver, not a, not even a doctor. It could be a nurse practitioner, right? But um, as Washington State's medical market grew, there was successful people just left and right, just like California, man. Like, I, I remember seeing shows, uh, those dumbass shows where, like, people buy a house, you know, flip a house or whatever, you know, and 
this one guy is like, yeah, I owned a dispensary and he was buying like this beautiful million dollar home in, in uh, Southern California. Like, you know, why are we frowning upon people who are just having success with this plant? That's well, that's the issue. That's that's not necessarily the issue. Like, why are we rewarding people that aren't doing what the rules said and, and then punishing the people that are doing what are trying to comply with what the rules said? And the rules are so hard to comply with that you can't operate a solvent business. And so, you know, if you're going to force us between these two things, it almost seems like the more profitable, better way to go is the legacy market simply because you don't seem to be arresting the people for the legacy market anymore. And there's way less taxes, way less rules and regulations that you have to follow. Well, I think that's a problem. Since there's not a gateway, since there's not a regulation, no no license, they have a legal defense, right? You know, tell me the rules. And then the cops go, I don't know the rules. And so when I don't know the if rules, they have a legal defense or if it's just not a priority of the current administration to... Um... I think they want to see the market build. They want to see what kind of money's out there. There's got to be... It's goddamn New York State. You know how much money's already just spilling over? You know, like... I couldn't imagine in that international hub, you know, there's just... So already, uh, now I, I'm wondering though, how good is their weed? Like, is it good enough to export? You know, at what point? I don't think so. I, you know, who's going to be the uh, what we talked about? The artisans, the uh, Appalachians. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, the Appalachians or the terroirs, those particular areas of countries that have soil that gives flavor. Uh, I don't know, man, but I I think that you know if you're just going to allow them to operate without any regulations. And then you're going to require other ones to have, uh, you know, licenses. That's just not tenable. I mean, there's you don't have unlicensed bars, you don't no, have no. unlicensed breweries, you know. And so you have yeah. to figure out a way to license these operators. And then if they're going to continue to operate like that, that's one thing. Oh, good, good. Miggy has brought uh, something to us that I did not have today because, like, this is all my home grow and stuff. So it's the same wheat. I didn't go to the dispensary and buy anything new to take a picture of, but uh, it looks like we have a name that strain that we can play today then. That's pretty cool. Let me just... uh... I got a nice little bag. These these are nice little firm balls and nugs. Solid. Um... Oh, so... so... Crack the nug. Oh, God, it smells so good. Very piney. Very piney. A little more ASMR. You can, you can, can uh, mail us, email Miggy at 420 binary, uh, yeah, 420 binary at gmail.com. Images yeah, of your nugs so that we can play Name That Strain with your nugs. So let's see if anybody's guessed that strain. Miggy, uh, I don't know which strain it is because you know, this is happening in real time. Uh, and uh, if you see anybody who guesses it right, let me know. Yeah, no, we're good. So far, not. Let me uh, all right. Google all that. Uh, I think the next two stories that I have actually are are yours. And so, um, you want to take the next one? Sure. What are we talking about? Let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bumper and then. I think it's 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 this one here. It's this uh, ANA. Oh yeah, Nurse Association. All right, hang on. Let's uh, let's set this up, and so because you know we'll do this into a thing later. Uh, and let's see here. Let's see. I would say that the best bumper for this one is probably just this good old fashioned one right here. Taking it back. All right. So we got the. Uh, oh, you gotta make the. There you go. Right there. 
uh, oh, the uh, Associated Nurses um, Academic, God damn it, I had that, you know, I'm going to go to my Slack. So this is a nurse association. They're changing their stance on uh, uh, cannabis, you know, marijuana. They're saying it's a therapeutic, uh, it's, they're approving it, right? They're like, yes, it is medicine. I mean, how much more documentation do we need? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. it's something else. And this is the purpose of this statement. Is, this is for the uh, ANA, the American Nurses Association, and they have a purpose section right here. And so let's go over the purpose of this statement that they issued effective uh, 2021. And then it was published on January 20th, 2022. The purpose of this statement is to really iterate that the American Nurses Association support for the review and reclassification of marijuana's status from a Schedule One federal Schedule One controlled substance to facilitate urgently needed clinical research and inform patients and providers on the efficacy of marijuana and related cannabinoids. This position statement speaks only to the use of marijuana and related cannabinoids in the context of healthcare. It addresses the roles and responsibilities of nurses related to the use of cannabinoids for healthcare. You know, interesting point. Uh, in that uh, seminar I was in yesterday, what's going on today, uh, John Entwistle was a speedo, keynote speaker yesterday for them. And he was uh, Dennis Perron's neighbor. Like, they were both together activists, you know, fighters for the early days. Uh, I, I asked a question, uh, schedule or deschedule? Because everybody has that, you know, do you deschedule or reschedule? He said, you know, everybody was all about these schedule, but he's all like, you know what? I could go for a, a reschedule five because he said aspirin is doing yeah. really well. He's like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know how they make money out of aspirin, but, you know, there's got to be what he said. They're goddamn buying three hundred dollar pounds in, in, in the traditional market in, in, in California where he's at. Wow. So, Wholesale prices, I can't believe are that low. Like when it gets yeah. lower than five hundred, hopefully that's booty weed, like grown outdoors and just not that good. But no, that's these, days. these are all ingros, you know. These are the, oh. the old school heads that were making medicine for the patients in Prop two fifteen. Oh man! So let's go back to the ANA's statement of pos ANA position, and uh, they have marijuana and its derivatives continue to be used to alleviate disease-related symptoms and side effects. The findings of anecdotal and controlled studies regarding the efficacy for patients' use are mixed. Current federal regulations uh, impede the research necess necessary to evaluate and then determine the therapeutic use of marijuana and related cannabinoids. This position statement does not extend to the current debate on the legalization of marijuana for recreational purposes. The goal is to develop an evidence-based approach to its use in treatment of disease and symptom management. Oh, who likes nurses? Seriously, aren't they the best? You know, they uh, they issue the best types of position statements regarding marijuana. Can you could you imagine a world living in a world where you had an evidence-based approach to cannabis? That would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Well, we wouldn't have prohibition. No, we would not. Because the evidence would have said, this is not what we should be doing. Yeah. It's, what about this? It's a blue mango? No, I will tell you. It is. Dun, 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 blackberry Kush. Ooh. Uh, it's a dominant right. hybrid. Marijuana straight made from crossing Afghani and blackberry. Uh, relaxing effects and is also recommended for pain management. Huh. I didn't know that. Well, that, no wonder why I like it so much today. Yep. <laughs> Pain-free Sunday. Yeah. No, I'm feeling pretty good. And it was a uh, like these pretty little nugs, dude. Um, on sale for a quarter. Uh, I think I paid 42. 42 for a quarter. Holy crap, what's the yes. eighth price on that? And that's like $21 and an eighth. They're having a, a sale special, yeah. Sales special, 
Yeah, that's what that was about. You got to move the product sometime. Price sells cars. Well, that's normally 60, they say. Or, uh, yeah, 60. I walked through a 64 quarter and they said, here, this one's on sale next week. It's a 26, that's about a $2,700 retail pound. Divide that by two and you get a $1,350 wholesale pound. I tell you, you got to mind your margins in the industry because if you're growing a premium indoor at like seven, $800 a pound, that's organ prices. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. that's indoor. Like indoor can be more expensive to cultivate it on a price per pound basis. And so like east of the Mississippi, where we are, uh, the price per pound, like wholesale, is three grand. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like, yeah. You know, tempting it is to stop in Oregon and go on a road trip to Mississippi. <laughs> oh, man. Like my woes would be taken care of real quick unless I got caught. <laughs> unless you got caught. That's one of the problems with it. All right. Hey, uh, you also had this one. I'm going to pass you this one in the private chat so you could pull it up on your screen. Um, we'll go to that one here in a bit. I wish you know, maybe we should do another. We'll do another. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not, I got small smoke break, but then also um, a bumper and then introduce yourself because the way that we've split and cut up these shows now, if you're enjoying that, uh, we're trying to recycle our trash. I get that from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We get done with the show. We pass it off to the person. They spin it and they cut up everything else. This still is the podcast that goes live. Shout out to all of the people that are listening on their commutes. Don't forget to review us five stars on Apple Podcasts and then roast Miggy and I mercilessly. We want only mean tweets in the reviews, but all of them must be five stars. Okay, okay. I'm going to do a bumper and then uh, you can you can uh, do this Oregon LCB's uh, yes. story. All right, cool. Hey, it's Biggie 420. And yeah, Oregon is new uh, year for Oregon, new rule changes. So let's check it out. What's, what's going on in Oregon? Uh, flower buying limits have doubled and still have maximum THC levels for edibles and concentrates. Look at that pretty plant. Oh, that's. I feel like that's just porn. All right. On December 28th, uh, many of us are enjoying well-deserved posts. Uh, let's just get into the what's changing. Uh, so, man, I think I smoked too much. <laughs> but anyways. You must have had some of that blackberry kush when you were in the, the backstage area. You know what, though? This is the worst-case scenario of, like, smoking too much, right? You're like, you blank for a minute. You're like, um, what was whatever. That, I mean, like, I got... Yeah, yeah right. I mean... I, I walked my train of well, being a podcast too, you gotta give a brother a break. I mean, come on, being live and shit. But yeah, we're, we're so live. Flower by using the show ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we seriously. So you know, flower limits are doubling uh, for this year. We can buy two ounces instead of one, which is amazing. Uh, we they have a maximum THC levels for edibles and concentrates that are increasing. Uh, they're going from fifty to one hundred milligrams per package on April first. Why April first? You know, I, I hate how rules take forever to like. You know it's coming. Well, maybe it gives them time to uh, update their equipment and whatnot, probably, huh? Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, edibles get another big score. Uh, Single-serving portions of bite-sized edibles now must have clear scoring to make the portion size accurate and obvious. So that's another packaging issue. Uh, new cannabinoids need old tests. So non-intoxicating cannabinoids like CBN, CBC, MCBG have swept the market, appearing in wellness products from all manner of both fly-by-night and highly reputable companies. However, the regulations around were vague. So, yes. in other words, that's, it just that's, happened, tested, like, that's going on yeah. in Illinois, too. And so, in Illinois and in a lot mm. of other states, 
they're introducing bills that allow THC license holders to actually buy uh, hemp products from hemp license holders for these lesser cannabinoids and then make really interesting extracted products. For example, tinctures for sleep. You might see a, uh, a four to one ratio with the one being a CBN, the two being uh, like a THC and the four being a CBD. Uh, that is a really cool aspect of it. Yeah, you know, if you're dealing in like food, like you know, when we did that tour for a uh, uh, green, uh, what was it, the green with the gummies? They make the, they make the gummies and uh, right. uh, uh, the edibles, whatever. Um, right, Green Revolution. They were, green right. Revolution. Yes, really good, good brand. brand. But one of their things was they were getting uh, CBD isolate and turning it to THC. Like nothing wrong with it, but like people were questioning things. But you know, this will, in essence, if you're dealing with food or any product like that. The Oregon licensed brands will have 18 months to bring their products to compliance, into FDA compliance. Like you should right. be in there already. You shouldn't be working out of your house like a, like a meth kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if right. you're gonna be doing, if you have the money to get invested in this thing, do it the right way. Save yourself. There is already FDA compliance for most of the stuff that you deal with. You know, mm -hmm. if it's food or or something like that. But yeah, so now also. Uh, they can do the deliveries uh, via uh, cross county. So before you were limited to your counties, now you can get a delivery driver because a lot of counties don't have dispensaries uh, uh, can can get shipments. So that might be helpful, great for like a lot of elderly folks, you know, who can't leave their house and whatnot too. Oh, so uh, delivery's great. Oh God, dude, I can't wait till it happens out here. Um, you know, ten years again takes you know regulations to to, to catch up to the whatever. We, what we say the perceived market should be right like until mm -hmm. the, the equity with like alcohol you know I equity with alcohol you know public acceptance i'm sure if i went and watched that uh, football game right now i would see beer commercials and why can't i see a nice uh, cbd commercial or uh, a, you know refreshing budweiser weed i don't but know everything, weed yeah but with alcohol it's always the one that's paired with everything like uh, uh, a, a town hall with a beer, like okay, it'd be cooler though. Like you have a joint, <laughs> I mean, right? Right. What president would you rather have a joint with? You know, um, seriously though, Mister Mister President, I can't roll joints. You know, put that, uh, put that in here. Which president would you rather smoke with? Right. You know? Oh sure. yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting there. Like uh, Gary, what was his last name? The oh, um, candidate in uh, yeah. Louisiana for Senate. Gary, Mister Blowing Up the Internet because sure. of his thirty-seven seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember right now, but um, that was Please. interesting. And now Chambers, I think. And now we, I'm oh, watching yeah, him uh, have uh, a tour of fundraisers all over the place. I'm like. Well, you know, to actually, I did just get a text from the, the uh, Democrats. And so they want to know if I want to run for uh, county treasurer or sheriff uh, or precinct committee person. I'll definitely be the precinct committee person. I might be unqualified for being the treasurer. I'm definitely unqualified for being the sheriff. Yeah. Damn. Hey, a couple more things that are going on in Oregon, though. Uh, Reporting is getting easier for the growers. So I guess that's good for people involved in the industry. And an end to innovative uh, childproof and exit bags, which is common sense. I mean, you should, you're a responsible adult. Just don't let your kids have it or have a conversation with them. It's like, are you hiding your beer from them? Do you have to like keep them from breaking into your bottles? You know, it's common sense. So TEC arrives in wellness aisles starting July 1st. Hemp edibles and grocery stores and quickie marts will be permitted to 
exceed the federal imposed TAC limits. Oh, great. So you can just now buy CBD products again at your gas station. That's all it is. CBD yeah. product. But that's what's going on in Oregon. That's what's going on in Oregon. And so uh, Oregon cannabis legalization news from that story. Don't forget to smash some likes and click subscribe and tune in to cannabis legalization news, which is on practically all the time now that we've cut up all these episodes. And so I think that's really all I got. You know, I'm out of my news stories for the week and I'm going to go watch some football. Oh, I'm going to smoke more and uh, lots of errands. Got to clean up. It's been an actually semi dry day in here in Northwest. So. I gotta take advantage of what I can. Yeah. Cool. Hey. Yeah. Hope everybody's safe and yeah. Let's uh, let's take a moment, a small moment though, to maybe do any. Uh, are there any questions from the members? And shout out sure. to members. You know, if members are do have any questions, hit them up in the comments section below. Uh, the members were responsible for maybe about 170 bucks uh, last uh, month. Yes. Go Rams. I have bet on them, uh, and so hopefully I will win 10 bucks today. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there's all, all sorts of good things there. All right. Well, uh, that's it. I think we're going to wrap this one up then. And I'm going to go with a uh, shout out to the members. if I could smoke with anybody be Eli and Peyton Manning. I said presidents. Yeah. I like how we have this thing on their back now and if you just do this. Yeah. Woo!